Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's Upswell marketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing ginormous jackpots, expensive algorithms, and geriatric roommates. That's right, Joel. This is our Friday flight where we are talking through some of the different stories we came across this week. We're going to specifically talk about how they're going to impact our finances and your finances if you're listening. And before we get to the stories, though, the time has come. You likely have heard about the How to Money socks. The rumors are flying. These are the meticulously designed socks that we created with uh, the the nice folks over at Sock Fancy. I, I'm holding a pair in my hands right now, Matt. They look so good. They are. <laughs> not only are they gorgeous, they are so ridiculously comfy. And again, the reason these took so long is because we really did want to make sure we had some merch that we were proud of, not some of these sock companies where they just printed the pictures. And we joked about uh, sharing the pictures of the some of the crappy ones. I We will totally do that we'll throw it yeah. up at least on instagram i just smell them by s- the way they smell like cotton candy they're delicious yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're i don't that think good. you can eat them but they smell good so we yeah we gave a few of uh several pairs of these away to some folks who submitted uh listener money tips back for our 500th episode but we are now giving away five pairs to listeners out there who leave a review over on apple podcast or if you give us a rating on spotify or some of the other platforms as well like podcast attic there are a lot of folks who listen over there on that app as well so all you got to do leave a review even 
even uh, those old reviews that you may have left previously, those count as well. But then send us a screenshot or an email to resubmit your review for the SOC giveaway. Send those to howtomoneypod at gmail.com. Just make sure to do that before end of day uh, this coming Wednesday, and we will announce those five winners on our next Friday flight. That's right. And then we'll ship these gorgeous, lovely things out to you, and you'll be like, this is the best clothing item I own. You might even throw away all your other clothes and only wear the How to Money socks, um, although we don't suggest it. If that's the case, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, Matt, before we get to kind of um, all the meaty stories we have to get to this week, one thing I want to mention, I, I, I just talked about, we just talked about how crusty my phone was getting, <laughs> and it was one of those things where I, as a frugalite, was hoping to keep my phone for a minimum of three years, and I, th- I threw in the towel, man. I bought a new phone. Um, it, it had crossed my mind, but here's what pushed me over the edge. I got the, the new, I pre-ordered the new Google Pixel 6a. Right now, I'm rolling with nice. the, the 4a. So the 6a, is that the newest? The 6a is the newest. Yeah, like literally just came out. Like it's sitting at my house now and I haven't even opened it yet. Oh, nice. But so because of all the issues I mentioned, the crack screen, the the battery life messing up, the charging port is, is actually the the biggest uh, annoyance. It's so hard <laughs> to actually get my phone to charge these days. Mm-hmm. But because of all those things, I was like, I was at least interested. I was going to look and I was going to see, you know, how much can I get for my phone? And some from folks in the, the Facebook group were like, hey, check out Swappa, check out Gazelle. We've talked about some of those websites on the show in the past, but I was like, you're right. I should go check those out. And uh, guess how much Gazelle offered me for my two-year-old phone? Two-year-old phone? How much was that phone brand new? Uh, $350 brand 350 new. $350 and it's kind of busted up, so yeah. I'm going to guess like 60 bucks. Okay, maybe. so they offered me $21. Okay. Not very much. Even worse. And then uh, <laughs> I went to Cell Cell, which is kind of like a, a an aggregator, and the 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 best uh, the most I could get paid for that phone was 85 from there. Okay. Um, but decently, yeah, that seems okay. fair for, for what you got going on. It's okay, but... Guess what? Uh, I went through the the Google steps to see how much Google would give me for my phone if I were to pre-order the 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 Pixel 6a. And $262 is what they offer. What? Yeah. So... It's like almost like a free phone for the last couple of years. Do they realize how busted up it is? Yeah. So they ask. Are me they to, once you receive it, are they going to be like, "Oh, sorry, buddy, we're gonna." If I had a non <laughs> claw back some of that money, <laughs> I, I hope not. Uh, they asked if it had a busted screen. I'm like, yeah. And uh, and if it hadn't, I think I would have gotten three hundred dollars, which is still shocking that you could only lose fifty bucks on a phone after two years. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where um, it, it it made sense because of that. That's a great deal. It, it changed the for yeah. economics of of getting a new phone. A lot of folks out there who might have an older Pixel like you. I mean, can you trade? in some of your some of the older pixel, pixels th- as well i think so yeah. yeah well i think actually no i think the 4a is the oldest okay down with so if you're oh, gotcha. rolling with a 3 or 3a it's probably not valuable enough um but if you got a 4a or newer it, that's it, a great deal yeah the upgrade might make sense and i think right now yeah right now they're the, doing for like a limited period of time i th- yeah i think so i think it's literally just for a few more days so oh um, yeah. Get on it, folks. And, and there's a you get a free um, Google Pixel Buds, the earbuds, too, oh, uh, nice. with the pre-order. And I'm like, I, like I don't even know if I want them. I might sell them but, uh, and, and make some of that money back. But oh, it, it felt like a your no-brainer. One of your kids will use them for uh, for something, I'm they, sure. They try to steal all my gadgets. Hey, okay, so the real question, will you get a case for this phone? Oh, that is the question. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Probably. Or are you just going to ride this wave of cheap phones straight to the landfill over the course? <laughs> you're going to just have to deal with this on your conscience, you know, when you're laying there on your deathbed. Yes. That's all. I, I ruined the planet. That being said, I still don't have a case or a screen cover, and if I crack my stupid screen, I have no place to complain. Like, yeah. I will not come on the show and complain about it, uh, but that being said, I 
definitely want to. I just keep forgetting. But to at least your screen get is, the protective equipment is more uh, is more solid than than well. It's right? heavier too, which you know the heavier the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's true. I will say that. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, let's move on. Let's uh, get to the Friday flight. The sampling of stories we found interesting this week. Let's quickly touch on kind of the the big headline from yesterday, which is the fact that we are we are now technically kind of sort of in a recession right <laughs> so we're technically not in a recession right so like according to the national bureau of economic research they're the folks who get to say that yes this is as they're pushing up their glasses we are now officially in a recession yeah they have not come down from on high and spoken and and said that it, that this is the case but the typical definition of a recession has yeah, been met right exactly. which is two quarters of declining growth um in a row and so i don't know it feels like the definition of recession is kind of up in the air right now, but for most folks, it, we're kind of in one. But we are. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily. And we knew that we were going to be here as well. Yeah, we, we we figured this was going to be the case. But that, that doesn't mean that this is uh, recessions can look different, right? They don't have to all look the same. And right now, um, as we've talked about on the show, there's still a lot of positive economic data to point to. A lot of people are still, if they didn't read the headlines, they wouldn't realize that we were in a recession. It doesn't seem to have impacted really a whole lot of folks. That's true. Yeah, everyone notices the higher prices. Everyone notices inflation, but the recession part of the story, maybe a little bit less so. Uh, a quick PSA for everyone out there. Don't play the lottery. <laughs> I'm sure this is a conversation you and your friends have already had. Maybe you're thinking about going in uh, on a like within a pool together where it's like, okay, let's all get together. We'll promise to split it because really, who needs a billion dollars? Right. I mean, really beyond like a few million. Does life really look all that different for, for most folks? It's more tempting now than ever before, though, when you're talking about a billion dollar it's jackpot. A, that is, well, that's the thing. You can go in a, in a pretty huge pool of folks and everyone could still end up benefiting pretty handsomely. Uh, but just bottom line, this is a bad wealth building strategy because of the the odds of winning are one in 302 million again that jackpot is for more than a billion dollars now that drawing happens tonight which is exciting for a lot of folks but there are countless other things that you likely should be thinking about rather than the infinitesimally small chance that you're going to win big uh, but plus you know we've talked before how winning the lottery how it's usually bad for your life people die people od on drugs it's bad for your relationships what something like 70 percent of lotto winners declare bankruptcy at some yeah, point yeah and exactly just imagine how many how people start to look at you if they know you're a billionaire they they're looking at you for money now they want a loan and it's going to drastically change it's going to alter the course of your life exactly. and you might think that it's all good but there's a lot of downsides too yes you need to think about the negatives although i'm not against people playing it like if you want to do it because it's fun just know that you're doing it you're paying two dollars thinking that okay this is going to provide me a little bit of fun like oh, yeah. if that means that you can be a part of all of the excitement i am okay with that but don't count on, like don't think of it as like an investment no. strategy by by any means and i also like how it can cause people to think about and how it could get them to ask some bigger questions in their lives because if you're thinking through okay oh i would do this and i would do this and i would do this if you would change your life in a significant way i think it's worth thinking through okay what steps could i take now that could allow me to start to replicate some of those changes now right without having won the lottery and if you're lucky enough that you're thinking oh i don't think there would be a ton of changes i would i would make well then i would say that that's a great sign that you are you know you're doing well you're working hard that that you are on the right track with how it is you want to live your life so yeah. I, I i do like that it can cause you to maybe have some bigger questions about life. what well, makes me think we did an episode episode 410 was entitled what if you won the lottery and i think it's it may be this is a good time to go revisit that one if you didn't get a chance to listen yeah because nice plug some food for thought right <laughs> about what, what you would actually do and how that impacts 
well, you're probably not going to win the lottery. So how how should you live life in light mm-hmm. of that? Um, well, Matt, but- let's move on, Matt. Let's talk about personal loans here for a second because uh, there was a an, an article in CNBC basically stating that that some some people are taking out personal loans in an effort to build wealth. Uh, that struck me as ridiculous, sounds idiotic. Little, sounds a little backwards. Surprising. <laughs> like, who takes out like debt that's in the upper single digits or low double digits in order to build wealth? Like that. That's not smart. So yeah, inside of that uh, CNBC article, Matt, they they um, talked about a survey by LendingTree, which said that people are using personal loans in order to make improvements to their home. And I guess I guess those people are hoping that that's going to increase the value of their home, thereby increasing their net worth. Um, but that seems like some pretty flawed logic to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, when you look at the numbers very few home improvements actually pay off you typically lose money by making upgrades to your residence and we'll actually link to some recent research on this in the show notes you can actually see kind of what the payoff looks like for a bunch of different things that you could do to your home the truth is on top of that there are better products if you're wanting to do work to your house so why would you take out a personal loan when you could take out a home equity line of credit instead which is going to carry better terms a better interest rates personal loans mostly suck we want people to avoid them and i was just shocked to think that some people think taking out personal loans is actually going to lead to more wealth for them in the future it's the exact opposite yeah every dollar you decide to take from a bank or a credit union that is classified as a personal loan is going to hamstring your ability to build wealth for the future that's right yeah and what's interesting too they were talking about how borrowers who have lower credit scores how they don't have the ability to take out these personal loans thereby denying their potential ability to build wealth and i was thinking yeah, no, like like they that's that's great. Like that's how the game works. You don't want lenders do not want to lend credit, lend money to folks who have proven to not be able to maintain a high credit score, whether yeah. that's because they are using too much of their credit, whether that's because they don't make their payments on time. But I feel that this is uh, an example of the system working well. We do not want folks who have not handled money well to then take on more debt, specifically personal loans. Yeah. And, and just because you have a great credit score and banks are willing to lend you money doesn't mean you should take it, right? Sure. There, there are certain yeah. instances where it does make sense uh, for you based on your personal financial situation, how careful you've been with money, the fact that you've prioritized saving and investing to take on debt to help you accomplish other goals, such as buying a house or maybe doing some renovations to that house. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not everybody can save up cash <laughs> and, and and buy a house, you know, mortgage-free. That's right. But just because it's there doesn't mean you should be jumping all over that thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and for folks who have lower credit scores, the goal shouldn't be to get your credit score high enough to worry now, oh, you qualify for personal loans. No, like there are other reasons you want to get your credit score up so that when you do have enough and you have saved up enough for a down payment, you can get the best mortgage that's available to you, but not to get a personal loan. Uh, dude, let's, let's keep moving. Uh, Jason Zweig, he had this this great article in the journal recently about some companies who are offering super high savings rates. And you it know, sounds it, promising. It, it does. Uh, <laughs> but even as rates are going up, they're still pretty crummy from a historical perspective, especially given the reality of what's happening with inflation. So some folks are making riskier bets in an attempt to get uh, higher returns on their cash. Stable coins, actually, like th- those are one avenue that some have taken that hasn't panned out very well. Uh, but some fintech companies that like kind of sort of look like banks, they are offering between like three and five percent returns right now, uh, even higher on basic savings type vehicles, or at least they purport to be that. Uh, so for instance, 
Zwag, he highlighted a company called Save, and they're promising returns in the 4 to 10% range, which sounds pretty great. On just your liquid cash. That yeah, sounds nice, right? I mean, but, it'd be great if it were true. But <laughs> Save, they are investing your money. They're not saving it. So, of course, there is going to be a catch. Uh, so, it's, it's sort of like, it's, it's more of a hopeful pinky promise than anything else. And we would not recommend for you to do this uh, with the liquid cash that you're planning to keep on hand yeah. for something like an emergency fund. When you look at the fine print, it is more like a pinky promise. And it looks good uh, displayed in big type on the screen. Based on historical returns yeah. over the past 10 years, but we've only been around for 10 months. Right. So, And when we're talking about savings, right, it's it's a different ballgame. Uh, for, for money, you need liquid. You can't take those risks. And so, yeah, the, a lot of these fintech companies, Matt, they are FDIC insured, but you're going to want to make sure that that is definitely the case before you even attempt to put your money with one of these guys. But uh, So the money you deposit isn't necessarily a risk. But there's a real chance that your returns on the money, uh, it could be something like 0%. And so instead of that, we would suggest going with a bank that's tried and true, right? Like uh, Ally, mm-hmm. Discover, or CIT, the banks we've been talking about for years now. Marcus is another good one. And yesterday, CIT, we've, I feel like this is the case every week now. Like, like every two weeks. Rates are just going up, they right? They bump these things up, which, yeah. is, which is great. So CIT this, is, just this is awesome for all the savers out there. Bump their savings uh, connect account up to 1.9%. So... Uh, Pretty close to two. Yeah, not as good as those theoretical uh, promised <laughs> returns, right, from some of those other guys. But, but it's, it's starting to look like it used to look like yes. ten years ago, which right. is I don't know. Like, it makes me feel good about being a saver and having that money in uh, in savings. Yeah, it sucks just a little bit less to be a saver right now, mm-hmm. which is good. And 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 one other thing that we just have been mentioning and will continue to mention is I bonds as another place for guaranteed returns. Because here's the thing, though, you have to lock your money away for at least a year. But the, uh, rates on I bonds right now are almost ten percent. Yep. And so it's one of those things, uh, and, and they're not going to come cratering back down to earth anytime soon, I don't think. I-bonds are still one of the best kind of short-ish to medium-term savings vehicles for lots of folks. That's right. Yeah. Another place you should avoid storing your money, though, is with the biggest banks because they pay you almost nothing, uh, which is super sucky. But that's not your only problem that you'll encounter with them because overdraft fees are out of this world on many of those checking accounts. Uh, back in 2019, banks, uh, all those big banks, they made $15 billion from folks who overdrafted their accounts. And so now Congress is looking to do something about it. I mean, like they don't actually get things done most of the time. <laughs> so it's probably, it's probably not likely that things will change. It's, but it's the, kind of like the lifeguards on my local pool when they're on their phone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, what a, what a cush job. But that's what Congress seems like because around. you don't really actually do much legislating. It's true. Um, more glad handing and uh, cable news uh, appearances. It's true. Uh, that, that being said, the Overdraft Protection Act could potentially step in to lessen or eliminate the ability for banks to, to charge ridiculous overdraft fees, which, by the way, mostly hurts the most financially vulnerable of folks. But this is an instance of where I think we don't need to necessarily wait around and like sit on our hands and ho- hoping that the banks are going to do something. Or hope that Congress is actually going to act I'm, because... I'm, that's what I meant. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. If you we're sit not around hoping wait. for that, like you, you know, you might be sitting around a long time. Exactly. You might yeah. grow a nice gray beard <laughs> before that comes to pass. Right. Well, and the thing is too, it's just not necessary because like this is not something that's overly complicated. I think there are some industries and some sectors where maybe some government intervention is necessary because it's, it's just a really complicated process, right? But we're talking about savings and checking accounts here. Like these are accounts that you can open and set up for your kids. And even they understand how they work. It's it's not overly complicated. It's not like this makes me think of uh, the semiconductor bill that just passed. Cool. That's probably necessary because that's in the best interest of our entire country, right? right? Like, like our, our the future of our country is at stake here, and like ninety percent of semiconductors are made in Taiwan. Yeah, and 
we like Taiwan, but China, they don't like Taiwan. (laughs) (laughs) In China, anyway, we're getting political here, whatever. But all, all this being said, this is something that you can easily do. And hopefully an act does pass. But in the meantime, make sure that you are banking with the banks who aren't trying to financially ruin you. That's exactly right, because it's it's it, other banks have actually already disallowed overdraft fees. They don't charge their customers any overdraft fees. And yeah. so the market is actually providing some solutions to this. It, it, overdraft fees are obviously too high. They're crazy costly. They screw over a lot of people, especially the most financially vulnerable. I would like to see them done away with. But the great thing is some great banks have already done that. So there's City, Ally, and Capital One are are three banks that have eliminated overdraft fees for their customers. And it's worth mentioning that. So if you're, uh, if if you want to support a business that is, that is doing the right thing by their customers without being told to by the the federal government, then we would say do business with a bank that doesn't suck. And those are a few of them that don't suck. That's right. All right, Joel, we have several other stories we're going to get to today. We're going to talk about student loans. Uh, We're going to talk about groceries. We're going to talk about fake reviews and more all right after this. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money when it comes to financial advice you got to trust the source that's why you listen to this podcast and if you're looking to upgrade your wallet you need to turn to nerd wallet their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products if you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades what could future you do with more travel rewards a hotel upgrade lounge access Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach. Do. Every single summer, we've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. 
Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, Matt, we're back. Let's keep going with the, the Friday flight. And of course, we always got to get to our ludicrous headline of the week. Indeed. And this one comes from the New it's York Times. It's a hallmark Times. Yeah. of the Friday flight. It's a mainstay. And uh, our friend Ron Lieber over at the New York Times wrote this article. It was called The Case of the $5,000 Springsteen Tickets. <laughs> and so let's talk about algorithms for a second because they're having this rapidly increasing impact on what we pay for lots of different items that we purchase and events we choose to go to, right? Prices are... This is a term I just kind of came up with. Uh, they're they're squishier <laughs> than ever before, right? <laughs> and, and they they vary a whole lot more than they ever used to. And so much of that is due to the algorithms that determine what we pay and when we pay it. And so these Springsteen tickets, apparently some fans were trying to buy tickets for shows and they were being shown prices of north of $5,000 That's right. for tickets. And obviously they uh, they didn't really like that. <laughs> they, they weren't sure if it was worth that much to go see the boss in person. And... And it's not that these tickets were being sold by scalpers, right? It was it was truly an algorithmic decision saying that mid-five figures was a fair price uh, for this show. And I kind of have a few different uh, thoughts about this. I, I think, one, I'd rather see money go to the artist than to a scalper, right? Right. Um, so I'd rather see fewer people in the middle taking a cut. It does make sense, right? Right. So let's explain. Like The way it works right now is if you set a static price and you happen to shoot too low and there's an overwhelming demand for it, well, the scalpers, they're going to swoop in. They're going to buy up all the tickets. They've got the software. they got the bots. Yep. Then they're going to jack up those prices and they're making all the profit. That's right. Effectively screwing over the artist. So like everybody gets hurt except for these like few individuals who get loaded right. because they've got the superior technology. But the, the challenge is, though, if you set your prices too high, then the artist is, you know, you run the risk potentially of having empty seats in you know, within an arena, you're not performing to a sold out show. And that's kind of a, a bummer as well. For sure. Um, and obviously your prices might be too high for a lot of folks. And so it's just difficult to know where to set the prices because how do you predict the popularity? How do you predict the demand for a specific show? There are so many factors that's kind of where that go into it. Dynamic pricing comes in. And right? it makes we, a lot of sense. Yeah. We see it with airfare. Yeah. 
we see it with uh, entertainment, other areas of entertainment, with with even like sporting event tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and and so we're seeing more of a reliance on dynamic pricing, which I think does make sense in a lot of ways. Uh, prices on Amazon, right, change dozens of times in a single day. And so yeah, these these swift changes though can make it harder to be to be a smart shopper. Um, but it's something to be aware of. And we also just need to be more price sensitive, right? If yeah. I'm looking to go see an artist and make a decision, and I think it's going to be a couple hundred dollars to go see one of my favorite artists, but now now it turns out it's going to be a couple thousand dollars. I'm I'm going to leave that website as quickly as possible, and um, so unless yeah. it's your absolute favorite band, and this is the last show they might ever do, yeah. it, like you know, there are a number of factors. I mean, even Ron Lieber, he was just like, it's it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not five thousand dollars, but he's just like, I'm willing to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah. to go see the boss because he's a legend. Yep, exactly. And there are maybe a couple people I would pay a couple hundred dollars to go see. Not I many. I, I don't know that there's anybody <laughs> I would pay thousands of dollars to see, but not right now. Yeah, yeah. I think what this comes down to though is the fact that this is being run by Ticketmaster, right? And and they have like a, a basically a stranglehold, a, a monopoly. That is true. And they they service something like over 70% of all venues. And so in my mind, the algorithm is good or it's good enough. But the, maybe the, the a lot dynamic of dynamic pricing algorithm. Yeah. The, the, just yeah, generally speaking, the n- dynamic pricing. But how do you make the specific algorithm better? And you do that by providing more competition to Ticketmaster. That's right. Right. And so, the, like, they don't I'd have love to any see more direct sales by artists. Oh, that'd and be cutting amazing. Cutting out t- Ticketmaster, that middleman too. Um, and I think there's there's more and more. We're seeing more and more of that happening as well. And I I hope we see a lot more of that because I would like to see uh, Ticketmaster go down in flames. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but what that means though are some other folks stepping and providing some sort of service to these artists that allow them to because even still it's difficult for an artist to build that right yeah. to kind of build that network to build that kind of direct communication with their fans that's why they are dependent on folks like Ticketmaster but generally speaking this is an industry that is overdue for some competition sure. to come in and unseat Ticketmaster who's been sitting on the throne for a long time uh, actually NPR they just published this piece about sort of like these like these funky al- algorithms this week as well because depending on how long it takes you to finish a transaction when you're online shopping after you put something in your cart the price might get bumped up in the meantime. Uh, and we share this because we want you to be aware of this trend, you know, some of the different sneaky ways that it can cost you more sometimes without even knowing it. Uh, and so bottom line, I feel like this dynamic pricing model, it's still kind of the best alternative for what's out there. But we just need to be aware that this is the direction that it seems like things are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we're talking about shopping, let's talk about fake reviews. That's another mounting problem in the world of e-commerce. A recent study found that folks are more likely to buy inferior products based on glowing, but fake reviews about that product. That makes sense. A lot of us are just looking at the star ratings on a product and we're like, okay, it seems pretty good. Let's click, you know, click to buy. And we might read maybe one or two of those actual reviews, but there are thousands. And so we certainly don't wade through all of them, but it turns out a lot of those are, or at least on some products are completely fake. They're ramping up the star level, even though the product is not a great one. Yeah. And these are products that we have not even hardly laid eyes on. Obviously we're not seeing them in person, so we're not quite sure what we're going to be getting may not even know anything about that specific brand because there are so, like so many of these newfangled companies selling all sorts of stuff online. It can be difficult to manage and to interpret all the data that is out there. So bottom line, like it kind of comes down to you as an individual, like you said, reading the reviews, looking for items that might only have only five stars. Like that's a red flag, basically, yeah. right? Um, there are ways that you can read through the reviews and tell, was this created by a bot or is this a real person who uploaded a legitimate photo of their product. Um, And honestly, for me, when I see two, 
three, four stars on a product for me, that gives me a little bit of reassurance that, oh, this is a legit product. There's always going to be people up, people out there who are not happy with it. Yep. A lot of times they put the thing together wrong and they're like, oh, the thing broke after like three seconds. And it's like, well, I think you broke it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that when you, you didn't read the instructions. When you read some of the actual exactly. individual reviews. Whereas if you're just looking at the star level, sometimes you can be misled. And I think uh, what FakeSpot is one of those cool mm-hmm. uh, sites and Chrome browser plugins. It's worth Safa- having on They've there. got it on Safari as well. Do they? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, then that way every time you go to Amazon or, or some of these other websites, they'll give you a rating. Like, hey, guess what? The reviews on this are a C or they're a B. And you, you can kind of know like, all right, I have to tread a little more more carefully before buying this product because it looks like there are more fake reviews on it. Yeah. And you know fake spot's good because they actually, they get good star ratings <laughs> uh, from the app store as well. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. <laughs> Who is policing the police? Right, exactly. That's a good question. Um, all right, let's talk about student loans for a second because we're still in the middle of a student loan payment pause that's supposed to resume um, September 1st. And the question is, is that going to happen? And the answer is probably not. Uh, will any amount of forgiveness come to fruition? That's another question on people's minds when it comes to student loans. Uh, that's a political football that is, uh, is still kind of being batted around. And we're going to do our best to not get political here yeah. and talk about how forgiving a bunch of student loans might even lead to more inflation. But that's not something we're going to get into. We're going to just stick to the <laughs> We've news. mentioned that before, that it's, <laughs> it's not our favorite policy idea. But the, the political writing was kind of on the wall that there might be another forbearance extension. That's something we were kind of thinking might come to pass. It's, it's looking like it. Right. And and so now there's more and more rumbling pointing in that direction that comes September 1st. People who have student loans who have not been paying on them for the past couple of years will be able to continue to not pay on their student loans. And yeah, we'll, 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 we'll certainly revisit this topic when the details firm up. We still want you to be financially prepared for those payments to resume come mm-hmm. September, even if it's unlikely to happen. That's right. Yeah. And honestly, kind of going back to what we're saying about uh, that overdraft protection act, this is another instance I feel where there's been some congressional ineptitude. <laughs> Let's just say sure. like this, because it shouldn't come down to the president deciding whether or not there's going to be a forbearance extension, whether or not there's going to be student loans that are going to be forgiven. This is Congress's job. And so regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, I feel that this is, it's just a little discouraging. It's kind of annoying that this is something that it feels like somebody who's just continues to hit the snooze button. And it's just like, dude, either just turn the alarm clock off or get up. Like, right. like just, but just aside in the fact that there are borrowers out there who sure they've benefited from not having to make payments over the past two, you know, two and a half years now, but still the fact that we don't know what is going to happen is kind of mind boggling. Yep. And it's something that I wish our leaders could figure out. Yep. Uh, the, the congressional gridlock, the inability to really kind of work together on anything is bad for the country as a whole. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't instill confidence in us as no. us as people. Um, okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about ways you could save on rent and you could do that by potentially getting an older roommate. This is your geriatric roommate's uh, part of the headline (laughs) that you mentioned at the beginning, Joel. Uh, And what we're talking about here is a much older roommate uh, because Business Insider, they just wrote about how multi-generational living is on the rise uh, and how it could save you money because some colleges have been doing this. They've they've got these programs in place in order to help some of their students live rent-free. Given the changing demographics in our society as our, as well, the world, but America as well, like as we have an older and older population, I love this idea. 
idea, it makes, right? It makes a lot of sense. And it's like, it's a good thing for the students to live uh, in, in a place where they can pay less rent or live for free. And it's a, also a good thing for these older people to have those younger folks um, in, in their lives still. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like the younger generation uh, seems to be more willing to consider this as a way to cut costs specifically. There's a website, Nesterly. They're trying to make this easier to accomplish, um, although it's only working in a few cities right now. Mainly Boston seems to be the, the largest area where they are doing, you know, making a lot of inroads. But check it out if you're interested. We're all about outside of the box ways to cut back and save. And and like you said, there's like a richness to life that you gain by being in contact with folks who are who are older. Like we've got some neighbors who are in their 70s and 80s and you can't there's, there's not like a dollar amount. You can't quantify the benefit that you receive from having a connection like that to yep. an older generation. And like you said, it's I think it's great for, for older folks as well. There's a, a, gir- a girl in the story and she's living with a lady who's closer to the age of her grandma and she's able to stay in her house like this old family home because now she's got somebody to help her pay the taxes. Yep. She helps out with chores. It's just it's just a win-win situation and seems like an Helps awesome. her figure out how to use emails. Yeah. Like that, you know? I mean, that's like a legit kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a great solution. For, for everyone involved. Well, I love seeing that. I got you beat because my next door neighbor, she's 96. Oh, snap. <laughs> and she <laughs> she lives alone because her son lives across the street from me. So it's that multi-generational street living, at least um, at least where I'm at. But, yeah. Somebody should move in with her. Yeah. I'm sure she's got extra room she's not using. I'm, I'm sure she does. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's cool to see. And it's, it's nice to kind of live in a place where you, our, my neighbors are at different ages and stages of their lives. Exactly. I think that is a good thing. Well, let's talk about um, grocery here for a second, Matt, and because brand loyalty has, it seems to be waning as prices are rising, right? As inflation at the grocery store is somewhere in the 12 plus percent range, people are starting to trade down for, for store brands. There was another article that said that people are downgrading to cheaper booze, beer, and cigarettes right now too. Matt, I know nice. you're uh, only drinking Jim Beam, right? For the time being. I'm not, not even water. Like, I'm uh, not against Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't bad. drinking water, then that would increase my budget significantly. That's true. That's true. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, um, some some Americans still remain incredibly loyal to some specific brands, of course, but that's really to their financial detriment because CNET just published a story about how much store brands can save you. And they claim, based on uh, the data that they pulled from multiple grocery stores, that uh, the average savings by switching from name brands to store brands is something in the range of 40%. I and 100% believe that. Yeah, that's backed up from that's so true uh, what we've seen with our own very eyes (laughs) going to the grocery store ourselves but also from just kind of other data we've seen in the past store brands are one of the quickest ways to help you save money on your grocery bill and it's it's a a trade-off that more people should be making definitely yeah if you've only ever gone to Publix I challenge you go to uh, Aldi and buy all the same types of items you're not going to get the same name brands for the most part and I guarantee you will see a 40% reduction on that receipt or even if right like they talked about shopping at Whole Foods and how if you just opt for the store brand items at Whole Foods. No, but I want them to have that Aldi experience. I do too. I mean, <laughs> but if you went from shopping name in, brand at Whole Foods to Aldi, you're going to cut your grocery bill <laughs> at least in half, like probably by oh, 60%. Yeah, yeah. That is that's but, true. But at least wherever you shop, at least opting for store brands is, is going to totally. save you a boatload. Yeah. So the opposite of saving money on store brands is paying for something like $420 socks because uh, the journal, they just wrote a story about that phenomena. And honestly, like... I don't. I do not know who these people are. <laughs> I've not met them. If I have for hundreds uh, of dollars on socks, like it's I, shocking. I get it for like a pair of like darn tough socks. Those are my favorite nicer socks. But like we're still talking about socks that cost like around twenty bucks a pair. Uh, and you can get socks that are way cheaper at Costco or buying them in bulk online, where you're buying like eight 
12 pairs at once. Uh, but like, like for instance, Darn Tough, they make some seriously comfortable socks and their warranty is unmatched. Like literally, they will take any pair back if they have holes in them. I was just reading about that and they actually expanded their warranty page and they're showing pairs of socks and yeah, they look like old socks <laughs> and they have holes in them and they're like, yep, send them back. We will send you a new pair. That's phenomenal and the kind of brand I like to get behind. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like you're getting much in return if you're going to spend like 20 times that uh, on some super fancy socks here. You know, spending hundreds of dollars just to signal that you've got that money. You, this is conspicuous consumption is all, is all it is. Yep. It's, it's luxury consumption. It's not like you're paying for something that's superior. No. You're really paying... You're to, paying for a feeling. To show people you got money. You're, you're trying to show it off. Yeah. yeah. And this is a surefire fire way to, to lose all of your money. Uh, and as we're talking about socks, this is a reminder for you to leave us a review. That is how you get entered to win one of the five pairs of How to Money socks. And these are performance crew socks, Joel. Like these go like midway up the calf would you say midway? Yeah. Uh, like almost up to the knee. They're beautiful. Not up to the knee. They're not that high. They're not like soccer socks. No. You've got long legs, dude. For me, they, they, <laughs> they do almost go up to my knee. <laughs> I've got really short legs. Well, instead of paying hundreds of dollars for socks, get some for free by leaving a review um, at your favorite podcatcher for our show. We really appreciate it. It helps us reach more people yes. with money-saving advice. And remember, you just have to do that by this coming Wednesday at the end mm-hmm. of the day and send us an email to howtomoneypod at gmail.com. We'll get you entered. And if you've left a review in the past, you can still enter. Just send us an email with that screenshot and we'll get you entered in. That's right. All right, Joel, that's going to be it. We hope everyone has a great weekend. And until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.